0: Sometimes the story we tell ourselves is not really true. Sometimes the story others tell about us is not really true. Here on today's Heart Lift with Janelle, we are going to learn how to rewrite our story. So pick up your favorite pen and journal, grab a cup of something delicious, and start your heartlifting journey towards living a meaningful life. Hello, and welcome back to today's Heart Lift with Janelle. I am Janelle, your professional heart lifter, and I'm so grateful that you're here. I'm here to continue our conversation from the MORE series on becoming more grateful and adding more joy into our day-to-day life, especially as we approach the holidays, COVID-style. Yes, this global pandemic just keeps Ongoing. And so we're now going to have to make some big adjustments in how we celebrate the holidays. We are in the Thanksgiving season. And so, in preparation for Thanksgiving, I created a free mini course, Everyday Epiphanies 28 Days to More Joy, for you, so that you could prepare your heart by implementing this vital practice of gratitude. Of becoming more grateful because experts all agree that the practice of gratitude equates more joy. And who among us does not want more joy? This week, our episode is a grateful perspective. Yeah, we talk a lot about perspective or how we frame our world view in the stronger everyday community. If you haven't yet, make sure you go over to janellereardon.com, Wait for that bright pink bar to hop on down and click on the beautiful button that says I want more joy and put your name and email in and you will be taken to the mini course where you can listen. It would take you under an hour and really it's something great the whole family could listen to in the evening and everyone take on this beautiful challenge to find an everyday epiphany for 28 days. And an epiphany is just something that takes your breath away, something that increases your awe and wonder, slows your pace down, puts you on a treasure hunt for something beautiful. It could be as simple as a tree transforming into a radiant. Radiant palette of fall colors, like one that I see every day on my walk. And every day I go by, I take a picture because it's getting uh, the leaves are falling off more and more and more. And it's just been so much fun to watch this tree push off its leaves and prepare for winter. So I'm going to do things a little bit different today. I want to I want to begin with a moment of gratitude. Inside of our mini course, there is a challenge to take, which is the 28-day challenge to find an everyday epiphany every day for 28 days, but also to write down your moment of gratitude inside of your journal, or maybe you just talk about it with your family or friends or your small group, or maybe you just do it alone and you go sit on a park bench with your journal and you write down a moment of gratitude. Moments of gratitude, you could 20 words. Mine average about 300, but I'm an author. I'm a writer, so I love to write. That's what I do. And a few years ago, I wrote this moment of gratitude. Here we go. I'm currently working on about four hours sleep. Last night, just minutes before landing in Newport News Airport, the pilot announced that the airport had closed due to heavy fog. So we were being diverted to Richmond International Airport, which is about an hour and a half from Newport News, and Newport News was where our car was waiting for us. (laughs) Already 10.30 p.m., Rob and I looked at each other, both understanding it was going to be a long night. As I peered out the window of the plane, it was clear that visibility was next to none. Well, you can imagine Those worry thoughts (laughs) began whirling in my mind as they do. And here in the Stronger Everyday Community, we define worry, and we borrow this definition from Corey Ten Boom, worry is a cycle of inefficient thoughts whirling around a center of fear. So that's where my mind was. It was whirling. All my thoughts were whirling around a center of fear. How in the world can this pilot tell where to land? (gasps) What if... What if he misses? What if he misses? Okay, Janelle, breathe. The pilot's well-trained. He does this all the time. A few minutes later, the pilots landed our plane. Deep breath. An announcement is made that buses will be provided to take passengers, all 450 or so of us who had been diverted from various other airports, to Newport News. Knowing that this process could take hours, we quickly thought of a secondary plan. We could take a taxi, rent a car, both options seemingly costing more than we would like to spend. So we went on to a third plan, call our daughter, Brooke, who was actually living at home with us at that time, and she was waiting at home. So at 11.30 p.m., Brooke was off to rescue her mom and her dad. As in any unexpected situation, a plethora of emotions rose. Some passengers were angry, tense, and terse. Some, like Rob and I, were just very tired and wanted to get home. Some laughed and just saw it as a continuation of a party weekend. Before exiting the plane, I overheard one of the stewards say, I'm going to get a pin that says this is my fault. (laughs) Hint the sarcasm. Obviously, it's not her fault. It was a foggy night. (laughs) Obviously, frustrated by the tired, grumbling passengers that were all exiting with grunts. I thought, okay, here's your opportunity, Janelle. You're tired, you're frustrated, but at least you're alive. Count your blessings. You can change your perspective here and practice gratitude. As even in that time in my community, we were talking and growing in our practice of gratitude because this is a lifelong practice, it doesn't happen overnight. So I looked at the stewards and the pilot directly because they were at the door telling everyone goodbye, trying to implement all of my new practices, and I commented, thank you. At least we're alive. Thank you for landing the plane. Thank you for taking care of us. Relieved that someone finally expressed thanks, they all smiled. Well, Andy Andrews, in his heartwarming book, The Noticer, writes, The situation in which you find yourself is fraught with difficulty. Yes, it is also piled high with benefits. Jones, the protagonist in the book, The Noticer, paused to ponder the thought, and he narrowed his eyes and he said, Here for you, young man, is a law of the universe, one of many, to be sure but one that is especially applicable to your life at present. Remember, whatever you focus upon increases. Let me repeat, whatever you focus upon increases. He continues, when you focus on the things you need, he went on to explain, you'll find those needs increasing. If you concentrate your thoughts on what you don't have, You will soon be concentrating on other things that you had forgotten you don't have, and you'll feel worse. If you set your mind on loss, you are more likely to lose. But a grateful perspective brings happiness and abundance into a person's life. A grateful perspective brings happiness and abundance into a person's life. Wow. Here's our teaching moment, a grateful perspective. In the dictionary, excuse my turning paper as always, perspective is a capacity. It's an ability of someone to take into consideration and potentially understand the interpretations, outlooks, or actions of their self and of other people. So it is a capacity. And we understand that a capacity means that we can hold something more, something greater. Our capacity is always open to being increased. It's the maximum amount of something that we can hold. And none of us live in our fullest capacity or potential. There's always room for growth. So today we're looking at how can we develop our capacity to have a more grateful perspective looking at situations and looking at things in our lives from a different way, from a different angle. Psychologists all agree that there's not just one right way to study the way people behave or think. I can't agree more. We have just endured election 2020 here in the States, and it has been a vexing time for my own soul As this country is in a polarizing state of division, seemingly equally divided, but if you really study that a little bit more, it's not quite that equal. But the polarizing division, even among my faith brother and sisters, the faith community has just really been something that has disturbed my soul and caused me to really be in deep thought, deep prayer and to consider my perspective so that I know how to agree to disagree and move through this world as a healing agent and not someone who is promoting even more disunity. How can I be a voice of reform and a voice of love and a voice of grace and a voice, yes, that holds people accountable for sure, but a voice that brings help and healing. That's just what I believe will be the most healing gift I can give at this time. At its Latin core, perspective means to see through. As I shared in my one moment of gratitude on that plane, that was a test of my perspective. A choice had to be made. I could focus on what I didn't have, or I could focus on what I did have. It was truly up to me. As Viktor Frankl says, we all have that little tiny moment of space between stimulus and response to make a choice. And as I write in Overcoming Hurtful Words, we have a moment to choose or not to choose to be teachable. And one of the practices in my life is to, always be teachable, to have a growth mindset, not a fixed mindset. Do I always (laughs) pass the test? Uh, Oh, no, 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 no. I don't. Be sure of that. But I wanted to be able to see through the negative of that situation. It, It was an uncontrollable situation. Pilots don't control the weather. Stewards don't control the weather. I don't control the weather. So I had to be able to see through the negative of that experience and reach into the positive and experience a shift in my emotional state. And that's not easy. I'm not saying it's easy. But it is a practice. It is a choice. It is a moment of, I want to be teachable here, so I'm going to practice gratitude. And when I practice gratitude, I will experience more joy and I add even more peace of mind. We were alive. We were alive. We were home. We just weren't where we thought we would land, but we landed and we were alive. In a beautiful study by researchers at the University of California at Los Angeles, they came to the conclusion that the reasons why gratitude is so impactful to our health and well-being, it all begins in the brain. Yes, a grateful mind, a grateful brain. They measured using magnetic resonance imaging, MRI, as subjects were induced to feel gratitude by receiving gifts. I just love this. The areas of the brain showing increased activity were the anterior cingulate cortex and the medial prefrontal cortex, those associated with moral and social cognition, reward, empathy, and value judgment. This led to the conclusion that the emotion of gratitude supports a positive and supportive attitude toward others and a feeling of relief from stressors they found tangible results that when you focus okay this is a, focus has a lot to do with perspective so if i shift a negative perspective i'm shifting my focus i'm also shifting from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset and I I shift and I focus on the positive and I start feeling grateful, that can improve my sleep quality and reduce feelings of anxiety and depression. Furthermore, levels of gratitude correlate to better moods and less fatigue and lean in. We talked about this in our last episode, reduces inflammation, which reduces the risk of heart failure. Oh my goodness, come on. That is so powerful. Gratitude activates the hypothalamus as well, with downstream effects on metabolism, stress, and various behaviors. (laughs) The hypothalamus is located at the base of the brain, and it regulates hormones, Hmm. responsible for many critical functions like body temperature, emotional responses, and survival functions like appetite and sleep. And one of the neurochemicals associated with the parts of the brain affected by gratitude is dopamine, which is our pleasure hormone. Okay, you know, that's a drop the mic, right? That pleasure hormone is going to lead to more joy. The positive influence of gratitude on mental health continues past a particular event. Okay, lean on in here If the emotion is relived, a simple gratitude writing intervention was associated with significantly greater and lasting neural sensitivity to gratitude. Subjects who participated in gratitude letter writing showed both behavioral increases in gratitude and significantly greater neural modulation by gratitude in the medial prefrontal cortex three months later. Okay, so get this. I'm going to turn back the page because psychologist Dr. Robert Emmons of the University of California at Davis and Dr. Michael McCullough of the University of Miami published a study in 2015 that looked at the physical outcomes of practicing gratitude. Okay, now here is our real final takeaway. One-third of the subjects in the study were asked to keep a daily journal of things that happened during the week for which they were grateful. (laughs) Another third was asked to write down daily irritations or events that had displeased them. The last third of the group was asked to write down daily situations and events with no emphasis on either positive or negative emotional attachment. At the end of the 10-week study, mm -hmm, drumroll please, Each group was asked to record how they felt physically and generally about life. The gratitude group reported feeling more optimistic and positive about their lives than the other groups. In addition, the gratitude group was more physically active and reported fewer visits to a doctor than those who wrote only about their negative experiences. In Business Insider, they write, all about keeping a gratitude journal and add to this psychological research and proof that writing regularly can provide a sense of control and optimism, help individuals organize and structure their thoughts and feelings, and provide positive emotional, biological, and social effects. It seems then that writing might just be one of the simplest and cheapest ways to significantly boost your happiness, self-esteem, and productivity, all of which you'll need to bring you closer to the career and personal life you've been dreaming of as a busy entrepreneur or professional. And I add, as a mom or dad or just a human being. When you write down, when you use pen and paper or tap on the keys of your computer... And you relive, like I just did, I had typed that experience into my blog, and so I relived it when I was writing it on my blog to share with all of you, and now I have, I have taken it back out, and I'm reading it again, and it is giving me more gratitude. So it's the gift that keeps giving. I love this. <laughs> so good. So as we're moving into our Thanksgiving week and we're preparing our hearts and our minds to consider and to practice more gratitude, I want to give you three simple ways that you can actually implement what we're talking about today. You know, it is difficult during times of hardship and stress. Here we are. Our holiday season is now pandemic style. You know, it might seem really difficult to be grateful. I attest to that. It is difficult to be grateful when you're being tested when you're hungry or tired or anxious or depressed or climbing the walls. It's a difficult practice, but it is an attainable practice. If you really think about it, we all have something to be grateful for. That's not a trite statement. It's a truth. We we all have something to be grateful for. If you engage in only one prayer, Over this next week, as we prepare our hearts for Thanksgiving, let it simply be a heartfelt thank you. Thank you. Okay, here are three easy ways to put yourself into the mindfulness of gratitude. One, keep a daily journal. Now, we're doing that. If you're part of the mini course, you're already doing that. But if you're not, that's fine. You can still do it just for this week. Keep a daily journal of things you are grateful for. Put a gratitude jar in the middle of the kitchen or on your table where you eat your meals together or next to your bed. Put a gratitude jar, anything at all, and just drop a a little note in there in the beginning of the day or the end of the day or both. List at least three things you're grateful for. The best times, like I said, for writing in your journal are in the morning as your day begins or maybe even at night before you go to sleep. Number two, make it a point to tell people in your life to express. Remember, gratitude involves action. It's a verb. I will express thanks. I'll be the one out of the 10 that comes back and gives God glory and says thank you. And then, remember, we get a double blessing. Make it a point to tell people in your life what you appreciate about them on a daily basis. Oh, we're so quick to offer criticism or to show somebody what they've done wrong. Take a shift here. Make a shift and start expressing what you see in them and what you appreciate in them on a daily basis. Three, when you look in the mirror, give yourself a moment to think about a quality you like about yourself or something that you have recently accomplished. You know, I do that. On a day like today, I've had several well, several client sessions. It's just been a crazy, busy day. And I was like, I got to get this podcast done because I want to get it to, to all of you by uh, next week. And so there's a deadline for that. And so right now, I'm just going to say, Janelle Reardon, good job. You did it. You did it. You got it done. And bravo, bravo. <laughs> Through the power of gratitude, you can rewire your brain to be optimistic and compassionate, and to, and, and, and that just will make you feel better. The more you look, aha, here's our everyday epiphanies, the more you wake up with open arms, open hands, eyes, ears, oh, show me something good today, God. I've got my eyes open. My, my heart is wide open to receive something good today. The more you look, the more you can find something to be grateful for. This positivity can extend to those around you, and this creates a virtuous cycle. I just, I get, this is increasing my joy, even as I share it with you. A joy shared is a joy doubled. I'm going to close with these beautiful words from just one of my favorite poets and authors, David White. I quote him a lot. He writes, thankfulness finds its full measure in generosity of presence, both through participation and witness. We sit at the table as part of every other person's world while making our own world without will or effort. This is what extraordinary and gifted, this is the essence of gratefulness, seeing to the heart of privilege. We sit at the table as part of every other person's world while making our own world without will or effort. This is what is extraordinary and gifted. This is the essence of gratefulness, seeing to the heart of privilege. Thanksgiving happens. Thanksgiving happens when our sense of presence meets all other presences. Being unappreciative might mean we are simply not paying attention. Oh, dear friends, (laughs) let us pay attention. Let us implement this beautiful practice of expressing gratitude, of looking for everyday epiphanies, especially in this global pandemic as we're moving into the Thanksgiving holiday. Maybe this will be the best Thanksgiving you have ever had in your life because you're now more aware and more attuned to looking for things to be grateful for. Like I say, this is a treasure hunt for the family. So put out your gratitude jar, pull out your gratitude journal, speak gratitude to everyone in your spheres of influence and always remember Yes, you know that you, my friend, have value, worth, and dignity. Thanks for listening today. It was great having you here. For even more great content and resources, please join the Stronger Everyday online community at JanelleRairden.com. Always remember, you, my friend, have value, worth, and dignity.